Welcome to The Strong Room, presented by Macmillan Estate Planning. I'm Herb Hamm. Along with providing helpful estate planning advice for families and business owners, giving back to the community is one of the main themes of The Strong Room. Today, we preview an upcoming fundraising event in support of the ongoing recovery at the Calgary Zoo in the aftermath of the ravaging floods that devastated the zoo a year ago. For more on this initiative and the important contribution the zoo makes to our community and to nature, here's our special guest, acclaimed nature lover and conservation educator, Brian Keating, in conversation with Macmillan Estate Planning President, Sherry Macmillan. I'm so excited, Brian, to catch up with you. I know you've been diligently uh, reviewing what has happened since the flood last year, and I thought today's program would be a great opportunity for us to explore what happened uh, during the flood, of course, but also how we've recovered so much already, and then what we're going to do to continue that recovery. Yeah, you bet, Sherry. It's, it's been an amazing year, actually. And, and I look back at my years working at the zoo. I was there for almost 30 years, just under 30 years, and I actually left before the flood happened. I, I've been, I've been uh, fr- away from the zoo now for a couple of years, but obviously I was very much involved, uh, at least on a peripheral level, in, in giving them whatever support they needed. And it was... Uh, that that one year ago in june it was it was one of the most um, upsetting and profound events. I was to give a presentation at the zoo on June twentieth last year and uh, and my presentation was supposed to be at four o 'clock in the afternoon. I got there at three o 'clock like a good presenter should an hour early to make sure my a v was all set up and the room was locked in the new NMAX pavilion there. And, and uh, so I got on the phone. I know my way around, and I went into the kitchen area there, found a phone, and phoned the AV guy. And he said, Keating, get on your bike and go back home and save your own house. The one-in-a-hundred-year flood is coming. And Sherry, I got to say, I, when, I, when I left that building and I walked across the zoo grounds and I looked over this beautiful landscape of tulips and flowers and, you know, the heart and soul that people put into that zoo and to make it what it is, it's, it's such an oasis. It's such a retreat. It's the perfect place for family groups to go to. You know, it's, a, it's where grandparents can bond with grandchildren. It's, can where, it's where parents can bond with their own kids. It's where... My gosh, I think back to my high school days, I used to bring a, bring a girlfriend down to the zoo for a cheap date. <laughs> in those days, it was, it was uh, free in the wintertime. And, it and really is a family memory place. If you've grown up in Calgary, I mean, it's all your childhood memories. It is. And nobody's trying to sell you stuff there. You know, you go there and you, the whole idea is to celebrate nature. And, and Sherry, we don't have enough people talking about nature th- these days. The kids aren't getting outside as much as they should. We're not, we're not, we're not bonding with, with nature as we should. Because really, for us to survive long into the future, for generations to come, we need a healthy environment. And the way to do that is to get kids excited about nature, and then they grow up bonded to nature, and then when they get into power positions, they can make the appropriate decisions that need to be made to keep this world functioning from an ecological perspective. And my gosh, when I walked out of that zoo, I just, my heart was, was I felt, my feet felt like lead, and my heart was, was, was rock bottom. It was just such a depressing moment. And I got on my bike. I saw a couple of the zookeepers running from here to there. I saw the the uh, director of animal collections running at high speed uh, across the parking lot. And I thought, holy cow, those guys are in for a hellish next 24 hours. And they were. 
I, I biked home and started to help my neighbors move stuff out of their basements. I prepared my own house because I live right across from the zoo. We were lucky because we built a dike and finished it three years ago. So uh, we were saved from overland catastrophic flooding. Many of my neighbors had water come in through the basement. But... Um, but uh, my heart was with the zoo that whole time. And, and, and later, talking to the zookeepers and to the people involved, it was, it was the most uh, powerful moment in their lives, moving 1,100 animals. And, and many of these animals, one of the keepers that I was just talking to a couple of months ago said to me, he said, we did everything so fast, and the animals cooperated so well. It's like the animals knew what was going on. And when we burst into their exhibits and, and they looked at us and we looked at them and we put down the enclosure for them to walk into, they walked in. You know, they know. They, they get it. They feel the energy. They felt the panic. And uh, they moved all these creatures. And uh, it, was, it was incredible. We really had this Noah's Ark story happening in Calgary last year at this time of year. Yeah. Yeah, we did. And, and there were some big things that hit the press. There, you know, the, the hippo, of course, uh, swam out of his own exhibit and went and read all the signs that were put there for the public. And, uh, but that was a, a panic situation. Uh, one of the keepers emailed me a picture of the hippo in the water and all the wood chips floating around. And, and I could see the tops of the interpretive signs. And, and the hippo was obviously in the public area. And it, you know, people sort of laughed and said, wouldn't that have been funny if it got out and went down the river to Bassano? And, you know, f when you say it quick, it's funny. But the reality is a hippo would die a horrible death if it got out of the zoo. And in fact, the, 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 the zoo was prepared for that. They had, they had a system in place to end that hippo's life quickly if they had to. And fortunately, they never had to do that because of some of the heroes at the zoo that, that virtually risked their lives to make sure those hippos didn't get out through the glass doors. And I think that's a really important facet to the event that we experienced last year. Although it was an exceptionally unfortunate incident in our life, um, what it brought forward is the wonderful spirit of Calgary and how people do love the zoo. And, oh, you know, they really put themselves at risk. Yes, you bet. I talked to our fund manager, actually, months afterwards, and he said it was incredible, the financial outpouring. He said one guy phoned him from the Beltline, so obviously a flooded place, and he said, I can't come down to the zoo right now, but i got to check here for you. Could you send somebody to my house? This was about a week after the flood when everybody was dealing with mud. And uh, one of the zoo staff went down. He had a $100,000 check, and his house was destroyed. And he said, I, I just can, uh, the zoo has been a, an important part of my life ever since I was a little kid. I just couldn't be here in my mess and not think about you guys. And, and uh, obviously, he had the financial means to do that. But, but that's the kind of outpouring the zoo had. And, and what an amazing place. And, what a, and, and, and the, the fact that it touches people that deeply uh, it's it's um, it's just it's really a, an important part of Calgary. They've evidently made massive um, recovery already, Brian. And do you want to share just some of the highlights that you've seen? Oh, it's it's incredible. There was two buildings that had to come down, but both those buildings in the ten year plan were going to come down anyway. The Australian Octurnal Building and the old Primate Building. And and I was disappointed the old Primate Building got rebuilt years ago, and that was only because of some decisions which I think were the wrong decisions made at the board level. So I could do nothing about that. And and uh, and and so those buildings went. And so now there's a there's holes there in the zoo, but that's okay. There's a master plan that has taken into account uh, what was to fill those locations anyway and it's all good news so 
yeah, we lost some animals, but we're going to get some more too. And, uh, and the, the zoo will be better at the end of the day. It'll be better protected because they're looking at putting in a berm wall, the same kind of thing that saved my house from catastrophic flooding. And, uh, and they've, they've got some other plans in, in place too. But it's, uh, it's, it's incredible to see how quickly when they, when they did open up the zoo five or six months after the flood in the winter, uh, the buildings that were opened up again looked fantastic. There was no indication that 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 there had been a horrible experience. And and uh, now, when you go in the spring uh, and summertime, it's it the place is back to its oasis feel. And and I have to credit the zoo staff for that. They're they're amazing. They're a great bunch of people. I worked with them for thirty years, and I know they work from the heart. They're smart people. They they're quick thinking people. They have uh, a finger on the environmental pulse of 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 Calgary and the planet. And I think that that's what makes it such a special place. Now, my experience of having the honor of knowing you the last couple of decades, Brian, is you give back to the community from your heart all of the time. Uh, you're exemplary in this area. Oh, thanks, Sherry. And so I want to just explore the venture that you're about to partake in with Macmillan Estate Planning to create some funding for the zoo to continue its recovery? Well, it's, yeah, it's very, very exciting. I, I think it's great that Macmillan Estates has come forward. Uh, obviously, the, the people that work at Macmillan Estates have a strong bond with the zoo. We've worked together in years past when I worked at the zoo, and and I, I think they felt uh, like they had been punched in the stomach, too, when when all of the the terrible things happened at the zoo and they, they kicked in right away and wanted to help. And so they've come up with the idea of doing a luncheon uh, and and have me speak as the guest speaker, which I'm very privileged to do so. And I've got a number of short little video clips that, I've, uh, that I'm going to, to present. Uh, some of them relate to the zoo. All of them relate to nature. Some of them relate to international travel. But they all have the theme of, of, of celebrating the ecological integrity of our landscapes. And the joy of this whole program is last year, a, a, a band from Banff, called The Wardens, contacted me and they said, Keating, we want to be your band, <laughs> which is absurd, but it was made me smile. So I phoned them up and we talked and I went to one of their performances and they play environmental songs. It's a, it's a, a country kind of tune that they, they sing, uh, but very, very well done, very classy. There are three wardens that have worked with the national parks for years and years. Some of them are, are, have probably worked with the parks for 30 years, and they're just uh, very very talented and they wanted to create an outlet for their talent and so they created this band the band has the whole focus is to celebrate the naturalness of western canada and what they've experienced they wanted to share the emotion of their and their passion of the outdoors and they coupled with me on this idea to put this show together so that's what we're doing all compliments of macmillan estates which is very exciting and the net result of course is going to be a nice uh, fundraising event for the zoo Brian Keating and Sherry McMillan will be back in a moment. This is The Strong Room.